0: Memphis at DFF Memphis, and I'm here with you on this beautiful Saturday morning to talk a little football. Maybe you're going to watch some college football today, maybe you're going to work, maybe you got stuff to do around the house, hanging out with the fam, who knows? But this is the second edition of the hybrid Dynasty Warzone and Fantasy Red Zone. So this is going to be an episode entitled Sits, Starts, Sharts, and some Buy, Sell, and Hold. So we're going to get right into the sits, starts, and sharts. But before I do that, A, I've got to tell you what a shart is. And if you don't know what a shart is, you've, you've lived a good life. A shart is when you think you're going to fart, but you actually end up pooping in your pants. So that, that's kind of what, what a shart's going to be for this show this week. You know, well, I'm going to give you a, a few guys to tell you that I think may be a shart. It looks like on the surface it's a start, but when the game is over and you look at their stat line and their fantasy points produced, you're going to be like, man, that was a shart. So, but before I get into all that, as we are not sponsored yet here on the Fantasy Red Zone, I'm going to bring on my guest. My guest today is an old friend. He's been on the Dynasty War Zone a few times. He's been on bonus episodes uh, he's the co-host of the At Goat District podcast, and this is an all-around good guy. He is a trade machine. He is a trade savant. Please welcome back to the show Nate Pilmer, at Dynasty Dog on Twitter. What is going on, Natron?
1: Good morning, good sir. Happy to be back on the show as always and talking some good football with you. Uh, and ready for the weekend, obviously. Uh, I, I was just on vacation. Uh, I got my first taste of football back last weekend, so i make sure to get into it a little bit more a little bit more coherency because I was jet lagged last week. So, ready to focus on this this week and get it going, man. I'm
0: excited. Yeah, and I appreciate Nate jumping on via telephone as we're recording this. i a little bit of a of a weird time. Nate's a West Coaster. Uh, I happen to be off in the middle of the day, but again, Saturday show. You got to do what you got to do. So Nate, let's just roll right into it. What we're going to do this week is instead of me breaking down both sides of a game, I'm going to break down one side, and Nate's going to break down the other. So we're just going to roll right into the one o'clock games. And the first game we're going to cover is Minnesota hosting Buffalo. At least I believe it's at. Is it's at Buffalo? Is that you know, It's at Minnesota. Is that right, Nate? Uh, I actually think it's at Buffalo. Okay. okay. No, you know what? No, I think you're all right.
1: I. Actually, I have no clue because I was trying to figure out what's going
0: on. Minnesota's playing Buffalo, Nate. That's all I It doesn't matter. I was going to say, it doesn't matter <laughs> in this game. They could, play, they could play this game on the moon. And Minnesota's going guys- to beat that ass is what's going to happen. So uh, I'm covering the Buffalo side. So before I give it to you and you can talk about some fantasy goodness, I'm going to talk about Buffalo. And here here, here are your starts. Nobody. Here are your sits. Everybody. Now, in fairness, if you're in a two quarterback league and you're desperate, I don't have really have a problem rolling Josh Allen. It could be a mess. He had, you know, he had an okay game last week. He had 245, uh, a rushing touch—excuse me, a passing touchdown, two interceptions, and 32 yards rushing. So, not a stat line to write home about. But you know, I mean, serviceable. So, don't love it. I would love to be able to say set all your Buffalo Bills. Nate, who are you playing for? The Minnesota Vikings. Well, you just said nobody on the Buffalo Bills. I'm just going to say everybody on the on the Minnesota Vikings. But to, just to just
1: to narrow it down a little bit, uh, there's two things real quick on on the Vikings here. Um, you know, be, before we even got on the show, there was still up in the air about with uh, Dalvin Cook whether or not he's a good player or not. And if he wasn't, then man, I think it's a great play to get Latavius Murray in there. I, I don't. Breaking know, news:
0: He was just ruled out. So like
1: literally minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. It's so but it's just confirming what. We were already probably taking it at this point, but you, you know what? I'll tell you that one. This is what concerns me about these completely lopsided games. Yes, some guys are gonna uh, should score and should be fairly easy, but like, how long is that gonna be sustainable until it gets to the point where this is a mercy game? Like, some are we gonna look at, look at these guys getting best at halftime? You mean like I like, mean, like, yeah, like, like little
0: league? Like if you're up by like seven or ten runs in like the fourth inning, they just call the game? Like that kind of a mercy
1: yeah. rule? That is the only difficult thing that you that you, you can't predict in this because I mean, yeah, I mean it's still early and you don't wanna hurt guys. Um, but at the same time it's still early and you you, you know, strength of schedule or points scored and all that stuff, these factor in. So they should pump up the the points here and I, I think everyone's gonna get a taste here, but just to just to kill the game here, I'm gonna be looking at Latavius Murray to get uh, a good chunk of the of the uh, of the points here for as long as uh, these guys are going to I don't know how long this team's going to be passing, and, and I think everyone looks at this team, and looking at it from a fantasy perspective, that all the assets are getting catches. So however long that's going to last, it's going to be difficult to, to weigh here. So I'm just going to stick with Latavius Murray with my only confidence start, which is crazy to say
0: out loud. You know, you know and I, I, I think the reason why, subconsciously, is why you're saying that, is that Minnesota's playing L.A. on Thursday night. So they're going to be on a short work week. So why are you risking Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen or Kyle Rudolph? You know, it's already a smart play to set Latavia I mean, excuse me, to set Dalvin Cook. So I don't I don't think right. you're going to see the backup quarterback, but unless Buffalo's feeling themselves, but they are at Minnesota, I just see this one being an ass whipping and so does Vegas. I think Minnesota's a 16 and a half point favorite. So no, that's it. but I'm not laying 16 and a half. Never, never ever ever. That's too big. <laughs> I, that's just an avoid. So we're going to move on to the next game, and the next game is Cincinnati going to Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers. I drew the Carolina side in this particular matchup. I'll tell you, I like it for Christian McCaffrey. The Cincinnati Bengals have given up 18 catches so far this season for 145 yards, uh, receiving to running backs. Now, they've only given up 111 yards rushing, but that's okay. Christian McCaffrey proved last week you don't have to have an amazing rushing stat line. To, to do big things. He had 14 receptions, over 100 yards. So he's more than, than capable of helping you there. Uh, Cam, Cam's, Cam's good to go. Cam's going to Cam. He's a top 10 quarterback. I don't love the matchup. I do like this Cincinnati defense. I don't think they're going to ever be confused with Jacksonville or you know the LA Rams. But this is a really good defense, and we saw that last week at home against the, the Ravens. But they're on the road, and I think Cam will be fine. The the wide receivers, I, you know, I, I just... Meh. Uh, definitely not playing D.J. Moore. And I'm fading Devin Funches. Cincinnati's only given up. Two passing TDs to the wide receivers this year. They held Julio to 11 points last week. Uh, Dre, Dre Fitzpatrick, one of the corners in Cincinnati, and William Jackson, the other cornerback in Cincinnati. These are good corners. And I want no part of it. I'm not sure I'm ready to roll out Ian Thomas. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fade... Devin Funches, I think he's going to be my first shart, and that people are thinking, hey, I should play him because he's the wide receiver one and Olsen's out. But I think this is a week where uh, Mr. Funches could be a shart. He looks like a start, will wind up being a sit. That makes him a shart for me. What about the Cincinnati side of the field?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I see too many sharts on the on the Cincy team. You know, I mean, I, I think occasionally you get that out of Andy Dalton. Um, especially when they play on the bigger teams and good defenses here. Um, he's, he's, he's really sporadic, but I don't, I mean, he's playing pretty well right now. I don't think I can call him a sharp. But right now what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the tight end, but I, if you're playing against a solid defense against the run um, and it just, just overall Carolina has a good defense, they have been known to give up the yards underneath. So I'm looking at, you know, Eifert, who's really healthy and if he's healthy, he's going to be productive um yeah that's just a big if with tyler eifert if he's healthy um we also get confirmation this week that uh, gio bernard is practicing right now he's in full there's no, there's no restrictions on him so i i think it's like the same situation here with the tv tomorrow here it's like well um you know if, if you can get him cheap and there's been some injuries on your team with running back this guy is a ppr running back for you um so he may, not, he may not turn out the rushing yards, but I, sh- I think he's still going to get you some decent uh, catch production. And then uh, I think this is going to be a dump-off game for Bernie Dalton. I don't see him having a, I mean, a big yard big with AJ Green again. Uh, it's definitely not three touchdowns. So I'm looking at the, the, the short and underneath stuff with uh, Gio and the tight end.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. And I said that I, I actually had that backwards. I, when I started to do this, I thought I had Cincinnati. And I was talking I was talking about Julio. But it was Carolina that held Julio, not Cincinnati. So I had that backwards because I, I was starting to say, you know, be cautious of A.J. Green. I, I'm still not playing Devin Funches. I'm still calling him a shark. So uh, excuse that uh, little bit of, a, I guess, a typo or a, a boo-boo there. We're going to stay at 1 o'clock. We're going to go to Baltimore, the lovely city of Baltimore, where Denver comes to town to play Joe Flacco and the Fighting Ravens. And I've got the Ravens side of the ball. I mean – Derek Carr had, like, what, a 90% completion rate last week against this team? Uh, but I, I'm i not playing Flacco outside of two QBs. And even then, I mean, if I have to, in, in a super flex or a two QB league, I guess, but I would prefer not to. As far as the running backs, Buck Allen and my boy – uh, not, I'm sorry, my boy is Buck Allen and Alex Collins. I would much rather have Buck Allen at his cost versus – uh, versus Alex Collins. Alex Collins, to me, is a shart. He looks good on paper. Everybody likes him. But, you know, he's a guy that didn't make the buy-sell hold we're going to do later, but he's a guy I'm looking to hold until I can sell. Uh, This guy's got his truthers out there, and I'm looking to dump him. This team has no allegiance to him. He's on a one-year, $600,000-ish contract. Uh, The wide receivers, I'll play Smokey Brown, even against a good Denver secondary. He can get loose. He can get behind him. I'm not playing Crabtree. I'm not playing... Uh, Willie Snead and I'm not playing the tight ends because I don't know which one to play I guess if I had to play one maybe in a two tight end league or a tight end premium league and you'd like, like like a Scott Fishbowl type thing maybe Mark Andrews who caught a touchdown this year but I'm trying to avoid it so my my starts are Buck Allen John Brown Joe Flacco if you absolutely have to and I'm avoiding the rest Nate Dog, tell us about this Denver offense yeah, well, they they
1: didn't look well. They didn't start great last week. and I know uh, kim had a a rough start uh, about it, but yeah, I think he bounced back a little bit as the game went on. So I'm looking at this Baltimore defense. That well, initially, yeah, they played the the Buffalo uh, Bills and just dropped 40 on them, and I don't, I don't think Buffalo scored more than five points on them. Uh, but then they came into Cincinnati and, and you know Andy Dalton and Adrian just just aired that aired it out all over them. So I'm thinking as, as long as you have a uh, competent a quarterback there, there's, there's going to be some holes to find in this golf ball defense. Um, so I'm going, to, I'm going to look at Case uh, Keener had a bounce back week this week. I am going to be cautious about the Marius Thomas. Thing at the end of that game last week, he was hobbling. Um, and, and another thing that I, I noticed is that you look at the target share between Marius Thomas and Corton and Sutton, they're damn near identical. Um, if, if BT is less than 100%, uh, and Sutton's going to be out there, hungry rookie, wants to get his, his share. Man, uh, this could be his breakout game. I don't know if he's starting right now for me uh, at all in any of my leagues, even if I did own him. But I'd I'd be looking to uh, get him to be prepared on the trade block or let's see how well he does, and this guy might be your future. So for right now, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to hold on to Sutton for another week to see what he can do. Cautiously looking at Demary Thomas looking at other options if I can, but I'm going to think Keenan's a good quarterback start this week against Baltimore defense.
0: All right, well, I, th- that was one of the ones I, I started to look at. That Baltimore Ravens defense has been pretty good. I know it looks on paper with the red rocket, the red rifle, or the, the beige BB gun, whatever Andy Dalton's nickname is. But if you, if you dig a little bit deeper, it, it could be misleading, the fact that it's at Baltimore. So that, that, that's an interesting one because I, I see both sides. Now the uh, we're going to go to the Washington Redskins hosting the Green Bay Packers. I got the Packers side on this. This is pretty easy. Don't get cute. I know he's banged up. If Aaron Rodgers starts, you start him. It's just that simple, even though this is a tough matchup. Washington has been one of the tougher defenses this year. So far, it's two-game sample size. So not, not nothing that you can't do. But same thing with uh, Devontae Adams. I'm playing Devontae Adams no matter what. But I really feel like this could be a Jimmy G game, and I'm not a Jimmy G fan. He actually looked athletic to a degree last week. Had a nice stat line, so I could see playing Jimmy G this week. And as far as the running backs with the returning Aaron Jones and then mixing in with Jamal Williams and you still got Ty Montgomery there, I'm avoiding it. I'm not playing any of the running backs unless you're in a, in a really bad spot. So my uh, my starts are Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Jimmy G, and the running backs I'm avoiding. And I think Randall Cobb is a shart. I think you see a team that you know it passes a lot randall cobb is the slot receiver i mean it feels like a good matchup but if you if you peel back a little bit and look this is not a bad defense especially against the pass. so um be careful with randall cobb and and that is my green bay side nate tell us about these red skins
1: yeah and just for on
0: Cobb, unfortunately I, I
1: have to play him this weekend. and I agree with you. i just reluctantly starting, so I do agree with you, you have the Cobb portion right there. That's going to be tough. But uh, looking at the the Washington side, uh, you know Green Bay's actually played better defensively than I what I thought they were going to do this season. But uh, I, I don't think they're anything uh, close to a elite. But their rookie quarterbacks are playing much better. Um, but uh, just looking at uh, Alex Smith right now, I think he's playing the way that Alex Smith plays, he, he he get he turns out production. There's nothing sexy about Alex Smith, but he just he just he he, he produces. Um, so this week I'm just looking at um, what he does best and it's get, from a game energy standpoint. Uh, I, I'm going to look at uh, Jordan Reed this week, you know, pending his health again. And so far I don't think there's anything being, being anything being reported uh, negatively against him. but I, I think it's a big week for Jordan Reed to be very productive with him and Alex Smith, maybe a two touchdown game for him. Uh, I'm a little disappointed in what Crowder has or hasn't done, I would say this week. So I guess, you know, for, for, the time being, he's going to be my weekly chart. Uh, it's based off of value, anyways. I, mean, I, I traded him uh, away reluctantly when I did because I, I, had, I had planned for him. I thought he would be their, their number one target. He just not, has not shown to be that guy right now. Uh, so until he does, he's, he's, he's in the doghouse for me for a while, so I cannot start um, Jameson Crowder. Uh, but right now, yeah, Alex Smith and Jordan Reed feel like a safe play to me this week. Um, it's really tough to, to rely on. Uh, AP right now, but he's, he's actually played okay. So, I think the only guys I could I feel like I have any confidence in are Alex
0: Smith and Jordan Reed. That makes sense. And yeah, I, I'll go. I'll hit on Crowder real quick. Not like in that way, but I'll, I'll hit on Crowder in this way. It's that Alex Smith gone to Alex Smith. Think back over his career without you know using your phone or your computer or whatever. Name the slot receiver he's made because you can't do it. But man, I can damn sure Nate's name some tight ends that he's made or helped make because he's dealt with some talented guys, he's had Vernon Davis, Travis Kelsey, now Jordan Reed. Uh, he loves checking down to the running back. That's why he's a he's a safe quarterback. It limits his personal ceiling, but it also limits the wide receiver. So I agree with you there. Now we're going to go to my Indianapolis Colts heading east to play the returning Carson Wentz and the defending Super Bowl champion Eagles. For me, you play Andrew Luck no matter what. He's a he's a QB one because. I could see in a one QB league if you wanted to ride the hot hand with a Fitzpatrick at uh, home against Pittsburgh or if you wanted to you know, continue your luck with Patrick Mahomes at home against the 49ers. I, I could get that. But most of the time, more often than not, unless you're sitting on a really stacked uh, lineup, you got to play Andrew Luck uh, as your QB1. And the running backs, the only one I, I trusted, but it was breaking news a little while ago, Both Marlon Mack, left tackle Anthony Costanzo, and tight end Jack Doyle are all going to be missing this game on Sunday. Already officially ruled out. So I had Doyle down as a shart. Everybody likes Doyle. Uh, He did him well last year. He can be a PPR guy. Man, give me all the Eric Ebron now. Give me all of it. Then he'll be the number two passing option. And Naheem Hines could go bananas this week with the the check down game. So definitely Andrew Luck, definitely T.Y. Hilton. Uh, Jordan Wilkins if you're desperation you got injuries you drafted Lev Bell and uh, he's not playing you don't have James Conner. you're trying to patchwork something together at your RB2 RB3 flex range something like that and all the Eric Ebron he's already caught three touchdowns in two regular season games in the preseason so in limited time with Andrew Luck he has already found the red zone three times going back to the preseason so there you go Nate tell us about these Eagles and that banged up wide receiver core
1: well, it's not just the wide receiver card. Their running backs are all banged up. Jay is Val James Jones is club Torrey Clement, it's just been listed as questionable right now. I mean, they're looking at a possible backfield of Wendell Smallwood and Josh Adams. So, I, I, and if you're playing um, some uh, some DraftKings or, or or you know FanDuel, you know I've been looking at those two guys uh, to get some decent uh, um, value in for your roster. But um, I, I I don't think I mean this is a new ad for Corey Clement and I think you know I, I like him from a PPR standpoint as well so I don't I, I think he plays Sunday but again you have to be cautious about that but I, I'm not leaning hard on anything in that backfield uh, if at this point in time um, and then you still have Alshon Jeffrey who's also some, as questionable he's not listed out so that's the improved, no no
0: he's not uh, he, he, I saw today he's not been even cleared for contact I would say he's pretty much out.
1: Yeah, well, then I mean,
0: at, at that point
1: with the returning Carson Wentz and in a in a, in a every other position banged up, you gotta love your tight end there. Uh, maybe you're gonna get something out of uh, out of Goddard right now. I know, I know he was doing real well in the preseason, but Arice is still that guy he's showing it this regular season thus far. And Aguilar is your number one. Um, so I mean that that's a, which is great. I mean I I was I was thankful to get Adler on the cheap in the off in many weeks because um, he's not there anymore. He's very productive um and i think those touchdowns are going to grow this week I, definitely those targets are they don't they they won't go down i'll tell you that one but uh i think everywhere is the easiest start here and i think it'll be a welcome back um for carson wentz uh especially for for doug peterson right now like uh, nick Boltz was eh, so far i mean he had one touchdown so far that's not that's not a winning football team or winning formula for a passing attack so carson wentz comes back Gives uh, a little bit of life to of this offense on what's left of it because it's already on, you know, life support with the people who are actually playing, or uh, compared to who's out. So, uh, I think all you can really rely on is Arts uh, for a top production, get some really good production, but the, you don't know for sure out of Aguilar. But I still like him, and he's a, he's going to be a, a must start for me if I have him.
0: Um, and then of course, Lentz. Yeah, I mean, if Lentz is out there again, similar situation, you could be sitting on a on a Pat Mahomes or. Fits magic in a 1QB league. So I, I wouldn't blame you if you wanted to roll those guys and you wanted to see Wentz. Uh, I will tell you that over the first two games that neither Tyler Eifert, who was on a pitch count in week one, or Jordan Reed last week necessarily from the tight end position lit up this Colts defense. They've got uh, Clayton Gathers back. They've got Malik Hooker back uh, at safety. And Jordan Reed, like I said, Jordan Reed and Eifert didn't kill them. I know Ertz is um, you know, definitely a, a, a better tight end for sure than Eifert. I don't know how much he is better than a healthy Jordan Reed. So, just be careful. I'm not saying that Ertz is going to be a shart. But uh, definitely definitely one to uh, keep an eye, eyeball on. And uh, that Colts defense, uh, Darius Leonard, my gosh, 18 tackles the other day. Just going hand. But anyway, uh, you had the Eagles, not me. We're going to go to a really good one, uh, a personal favorite every year this game normally uh, ensures fantasy goodness, and that is the Falcons hosting the Saints. Uh, I've got the Saints side of this. Pretty simple stuff. Uh, Last week we saw Christian McCaffrey get 14 receptions for uh, over 100 yards against the the Eagles, the Eagles, the the other birds, the Falcons, and uh, all the Alvin Kamara this week. He's going to be a PPR machine this week. Obviously you're rolling Drew Brees. Obviously you're rolling Mike Thomas. Uh, Ted Ginn, Traquan Smith now listed as a starter, Uh, Ben Watson at tight end, none for me, thanks. I'm rolling the big three here for the New Orleans Saints, and I'm I'm fading the rest. Don't really have a shart in this game, at least on the New Orleans side, but if you're someone playing Ted Ginn and looking for a big shot play, that that could be it, but that's it. I'm playing the big three, kind of fading the rest, looking for better options. What about you? Uh, Where are you going in Hotlanta?
1: Well, I think those, like you said, this this game is kind of primed for a good fantasy. And I think these two teams align as far as their uh, personnel. About like, okay, you're looking at your Julio to Mike you Um, I wouldn't compare Coleman to to Kamara, but just from like what they're expected to do, they're probably going to get more um, catches than other running backs and all that stuff. So I'm looking at. Uh, Looking at Atlanta right now, you know while Breeze is a weekly automatic start, it hasn't been the same for Matt Ryan uh, since his MVP season. He's kind of struggled since then, or I would say up and down. Uh, but I think this week is going to be a good one for him, Um for the reason that the New Orleans Saints defense has not played well. He he uh, he performed much better against a stout uh, Carolina defense on his own. I would say I think he accounted for four touchdowns, one rushing, three th- three throw touchdowns, or maybe only two. I don't remember, but he 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 played his ass off last week. Yeah, uh, so I think I uh, just writing the momentum into this week into a uh a barn a, a likely barn burner. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna think he's gonna line them up again. Um and, and just like he compared with uh, Ted Ginn, I'm gonna I'm saying the land side is Muhammad Tanu. I think uh, there's potential for there. Uh, definitely not as sharp, but definitely not something that I would say you have to start him this week. Uh, my sleeper is Edo Smith. I mean, I, it, I haven't heard too much on the development thing right now. I um, need to look at those reports of the war, but Kevin called to sell the guy. I think they're going to get Ito Smith involved again. He, he only had nine rests, but he for six yards to carry. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens uh, on him. Again, not reliable, deep sleeper for him. But uh, yeah, I think I don't think there's anybody you can't really not uh, start from the elite standpoint. But you got to look at new and, and Ridley if you need to. I wouldn't. There's definitely worse options.
0: Nope, I I agree. And uh, speaking of options, let's uh, let's talk about the Giants going uh, deep in the heart of Texas and going to see the Texans. Man, I, I said in the preseason, man, how, how could how, – and I got the giant side of this. Thank you for that because you, you, you picked which guy who got which sides, but you're the guest, so I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I got the giant side, and I said earlier in the preseason, I'm like, well, how, can, how could Eli Manning have Saquon Barkley and Pat Shermer as his play caller and Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard and you know, Odell Beckham Jr., and they drafted Will Hernandez on the offensive line and they picked up Nate Solder at, at, at the tackle position. I mean, there's nowhere to go but up. Wrong answer. Eli has looked like absolute trash this, this season. I don't want to say he's shot, but, man, he looks shot. I think this will be his last year in New York. Yeah, there I said it. They've been overly loyal to him, loyal to the point of where they drafted a running back number two overall and didn't get a quarterback, which doesn't matter. With the rate they're playing, they're going to be early draft picks again next year. And I said on Twitter the other day that I could see Justin Herbert or Drew Locke being the week one starter next year for the Giants. But this year, this week, starting as Eli, and it's an easy pass for me. This Houston Texans defense has given up about an average of 200 yards a game passing. They gave up 277, three touchdowns, and one interception on Brady. Uh, last week against Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, that Blaine Gabbert. They gave up a buck 17. One touchdown, zero interceptions. I, I think Eli would be lucky to split the difference and get that 200 yards and a touchdown. That's not enough for me. There's one league where I'm absolutely forced to play him, and I might have to play him a lot if uh, Jameis doesn't get his job back, and I don't like it. Not one bit. Saquon Barkley is bailing people out with receptions. Now, in the first, first week, he had the nice long touchdown run. Last week, he had like 517 receptions, which is cool because it's a PPR world. And, and, and that pays. He was over like 25 PPR points last week. But you got to keep rolling him out there. And then Odell Beckham. Man, I, you can play him, but I don't like it. I mean, he's not a shart. He's definitely a start. You never set your studs. Uh, and then I'll move to Evan Ingram. Hmm. I, I, I can't call it. I, I just can't call it. I don't like it. Again, he's top five at the position, in my opinion. Top six at the worst, so you got to roll him out there. The tight end position is a dumpster fire, so I'm sitting Eli, starting Barkley, starting Beckham. You have to sit, you have to sit Sterling Shepard until something turns around with this offense. And I guess you got to roll out Evan Ingram unless happen unless you happen to have like a George Kittle on the back end of your bench or something like that. But not a pretty offense. Uh, Nate Dog, tell us about Deshaun Watson and these here Texans.
1: Yeah, well, they they haven't had a, you know, the Sean Watson circa 2017 like performance from him thus far, but he hasn't played, he hasn't played bad by any means. And and I'm looking at the, you know, defense who surprisingly is ranked pretty high uh, overall. Um, But um, they're also missing uh, Livy Vernon. They're they're losing Eli Apple this week. Uh, but, But I mean, yeah, Eli you know, Apple is not an impact player. I think Vernon is, but it, it's enough to look at this and see potential for something to do with some, it, it, maybe a confidence boost uh, going into this game because I think they know how, like you said, how bad this Giants, I think overall team kind of is right now and, and how, like, their confidence is shot. Uh, the Houston Texans are not, I mean, they're they're a well rounded team defensively. have weapons on offense, and you obviously have to look at new confidence. You're not going to not start him. I don't care who it is. I don't care who's throwing it. I think we've learned that over the past few years. Anybody can throw to him outside of Brock Osweiler and he'll do, he'll he'll make spectacular plays with it. Uh, I I think Will Fuller's still healthy. Um, You know, he's not going to get a lot of catches, but man, this guy just finds his way into the end zone. Uh, Anytime he can get. And then Lamar Miller and it was everyone's, um, I, gosh, I I don't even know what to call him because he he got, he, he was the shark for everybody. Um, and then all of a sudden he came back and he's like, No, he's a he's a great value buy. Well, yeah, he is. I mean uh, he's beat, he's a, he's productive running back, he's getting the loan carries right now. Um so I I don't think there's anybody I that i necessarily hate See it go against the Giants. I think this will be a closer game than people think, but I think that Houston Texans walk away with this one. So you're going to see. I'm going to see at least three touchdowns with this one, and it could go to either one of these guys. But I think right now uh, it's going to be a Deshaun Watson benefiting from this one. and It'll help him get that confidence boost uh to carry out through the season. All
0: right. Well, I, I agree with a lot of that. And I will tell you, this is one of the ones that you know I'll be watching the matchup after the fact because I don't get to watch the Giants and. And Texans locally, I watch it on the you know the, the the pass system, but I can't wait to watch Janoris Jenkins do battle with DeAndre Hopkins. Janoris Jenkins does not get the credit of being the lockdown corner of say a Patrick Peterson, but this one that one's going to be fun. I would not go anywhere near uh, the opportunity to call DeAndre Hopkins a shark, but I could definitely see where this would be a big Will Fuller game. But listen, let's uh let's talk about the Miami Dolphins hosting the Oakland Raiders, and I've got the Oakland Raiders side, so. I'm going to tell you that Miami is the third toughest matchup for QBs so far this season. They went into New York last week, roughed up the young man, Sam Darnold. They've given up one touchdown and have created five interceptions this year. I don't like it for Derek Carr. It, he's a no for me. I'm even trying to get away from him in two QB leagues. Not to the point to where I would rather start Josh Allen, but I kind of have him in that same bucket this week. I, want, I really want no part of him. I know he looked you know, quote-unquote better, but when you throw the ball, you know, for a 90% completion rate, it feels like the banana in the tailpipe. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. At running back, the running back matchup's okay. At least it has been so far against Miami through two games. So uh, I know you got to roll out Marshawn here, and I don't blame you. The, the pass catcher that I'm really interested in is Jared Cook. The, the Dolphins are giving up an average of five receptions for 77 yards a game to the tight end over two weeks. And I'm telling you, for the tight end position, that is a fantasy bonanza. So definitely don't mind streaming Jared Cook this week. Wide receiver, the Dolphins are fourth against the wide receiver. They've only given up 22 receptions to the entire position through two games. I saw I – mean, and Cooper looked good. and This is not an indictment of Cooper. But I, I, I do love the Dolphins corner, Xavier and Howard and um, you, you can't bench Cooper. You, you just got to, you know, if, you're, if your ass isn't, you know, tough or toughened up from owning Amari Cooper yet, then you've not owned him long enough. Hang in there. He's going to have good games. Hopefully you're in a position where he's your, you know, wide receiver two or three, and you, you don't have to count on him to be your one. So not playing Carr, I'm okay with playing Lynch. Definitely playing Cook unless I got like an elite option and I'm trying to avoid every wide receiver not named amari cooper and even a cooper I don't like it what about the fins fins up Nate uh you know this team is so hard to figure out I mean I don't think
1: anybody i I think well for me personally I was looking at a team like potentially could be the worst team in football um uh, and now they're two and Go don't figure right I mean Ryan Tannehill, is, uh, he's not playing out of his mind, but he's playing good enough football. Um, I think he's uh, getting more praise than I would give him, but uh, yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him props for what he's done so far. Um, I, I'm still in that. King is still a hype train right now. He did not have um, a good week last week, productively, but the week before, I mean, he, he came through it on the back end, um, but the Oakland defense is uh, from a passing perspective is, is playing pretty well. I, I, and I think they'd have to, um, just considering how questionable that offense is. I think the only thing that's going to be working for the Raiders right now
0: uh, is that Miami has to fly cross-country. Now, this is going to be in Oakland. It's um, for West Coast. No, no, hold on. Time out. You're, you got it backwards. Miami's flying – I'm sorry, uh, Oakland's flying to Miami for a 1 o'clock start. Oh, really? Yeah, West Coast and going that, east. And
1: that, just got, that just got less benefit for it. I was going to give him some sort of, like, uh, you know, silver lining on this one. So, uh, yeah, I did read that backwards. Okay, I'm <laughs> Maybe the weather's better. I guess who knows, right? Um, but if, when I look at Miami, I'm looking at the guys of or the makeup of this team. It, it looks like a like a uh, Belichick team light. They just kind of piece together all these uh, uh, these second tier guys and just get production out of it. Albert Wilson's be doing pretty well. Evan Duller is going to be their safety net there. Uh, Kenyon Drake uh, is okay. Uh, you know, I I don't I don't love anything about this Miami team. I don't know if I can definitely pinpoint any guy in this offense and be like, yeah, yeah, this guy's need to start. I'm just going to stick with like Kenny Stills just because he's a fair favorite, favorite of mine and he has been All-Off season. But even then, I mean, there's nothing outside of like a offensive powerhouse uh, that this, this team is headed towards. They're just not. They don't. They don't. They don't show me anything flashy. It's all about a, a game control game. They're they're making plays when they need to, but there's nothing big or flashy about it. So I mean, for me, I'm I, I'm not going to be telling you to start anybody on the Dolphins team over a lot of players, minus Kenny Stills. Uh, but if you had to, I mean, uh, yeah, Kenny Drake should a PPR guy, and I I can't. That's it. That's it. Well, who else is there? I really can't. There's, there's, I don't even know Misaki, uh Maybe he'll show up this uh, this time, but there's no, I don't know. There's no other guy out there that says, oh yeah. I, I can start
0: him and not sweat it. Nope. I, I think you said it all. And Miami is like that one team that doesn't feel like they have an elite option that you have to play. But this anyway. ne- this this next game has got a bunch of them. This next game <laughs> yeah. is, is, is going to be one of uh, three what I feel like will be real, legit, uh, a fantasy cornucopia of goodness. Uh, do you know what defense, Nate, is in the bottom five through two games. Again, it's two games, but they're, they're in the bottom five against the running back, the wide receiver, the tight end, and the quarterback. Do you have any idea which defense that is? That's the Kansas <laughs> City Chiefs. So I, I know they're they're they're, they're two and and0 Patrick Mahomes is setting the world on fire, but this is a team that when your players when you have players on the the, the team opposing the Chiefs, it is fantasy goodness. I'll give you no just because
1: the Chiefs score too quick. Yeah, so uh,
0: yeah. there, there are they are the worst versus the the QB. Um, they've given up so far on average, so they've given up on average 438 yards per game to the quarterback position. They've given up six TDs on the the, the season. Only have caused one interception. Man, give me all the Jimmy G this week. Uh, big game for Jimmy G uh, to the running back position. They've got. 21 receptions hung on the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Love it for Matt Breda. I believe the league rushing leader, Matt Breda. Uh, Alf Morris, I'm I'm avoiding. Might slip and fall in the end zone. Uh, The wide receivers, definitely play a Marquise Goodwin if he goes. He's kind of a game-time decision as of the recording of this. And if you're looking for a Hail Mary, uh, my boy, Dante Pettis. And absolutely love George Kittle this week. I'm rolling them all. My buddy Kyle from the FFL it says the start them all blanket. You can firmly wrap the San Francisco 49ers in the start them all blanket. Give me all the Niners. Uh, Nate, I, I, I think I hear a similar tune playing for the Chiefs.
1: Well, yeah, this is, again, who, this is the question that I had with Minnesota. Like, who do you not start? It's not about who, who do you start. Who do you not start? Um, there's nobody. Uh, uh, who was um, who, I can't remember his name, but uh, it, it was a non Kelsey Hill Watkins Hunt. Um, it, it was a third wide receiver who got the touchdown last week. As I as a Hill owner, waiting for Hill to get something, thankfully he got something major in the game. Um, but Mahomes is just, is distributing wealth all over the place here, so I, I don't think it's a, a wrong answer. I mean, if you had to look at anything, uh, I think everyone was looking at Watkins. Uh, as probably the, the the least known asset there that you would probably like to start, but he looked pretty good last week. But again, it's it's kind of hard not to when the entire team is getting getting fed. And, you know, six touchdowns is uh, difficult to not get a share of. But um, heck, you know, I'll just take your pick. Throw word on any anybody on the Kansas City team and, and feel good about starting him uh, this week against a 25th ranked Niners pass ranked defense. Um, as of today, and let's let's face it. It, it, this is like the Atlanta-New Orleans game. You, you could be setting yourself up for a a, a decent, uh, you know, it's a game. It's, you know, in Wimbledon, where, where you see it, like if you put a, like a dog in Wimbledon, his head's going left or right, left or right. Just following that tennis ball. This is all I envision when I look at a game like this one. Okay, Kansas City runs down the field. The Niners uh, right back at him, and it just repeats back and forth, back and forth. This could be a a very high scoring game. Uh, for me, and again, for any city, just just start. It. I don't if 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 they have red in their uh, on their jersey with Casey on it, start them. All That's right, I, I, well, there's
0: no sharks on this game. Well, I'm going to speed this next game up because it's pretty simple. It's uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. I drew the Tennessee side in this game. It's pretty easy. Nobody, nobody, not named Dion Lewis. Uh, Dion Lewis is one of my my faves. If you know me at all. Uh, You know, I do like Deion Lewis. He's a good running back. Look at what James White did last week to the Jaguars. He caught seven passes. Uh, Derek Henry couldn't catch herpes in a whorehouse. So uh, I'm going to take Deion Lewis just because he catches the ball. I'm not playing anyone else. I'm not getting cute. You shouldn't either. Even in two QB leagues, uh, I don't care if it's maybe a four QB league is – I don't know. Is Fran Tarkington available? I'm not playing Blaine Gabbert. I'm not playing Marcus Mariota and his nerve uh, issues in his elbow. Pass. Deion Lewis, that's it. Nate, you're up.
1: Yeah, now I get that defense. Yeah, I'll make mine quick as well. I, I, do, I refer you to my answer about the Minnesota game. If there's no Cook, it's with David Time. If there's no Leo Fournette, it's the Elton time. Uh, and he's, he, to me, I feel like he's the one that with the best chance for a, uh, a competent, healthy stat line. Because uh, I'm going to get this one as, for the same reason again. It could get out of hand early, which would eliminate a lot of the passing reductions. So, um, you know, you might get, you know, four catches with seven targets uh, from from Keelan Cole. You might get one huge play from any one of those wide receivers. Take your pick, because I just don't see this Tennessee Titan team putting up a fight against this Jacksonville team at all. Um, so, uh, right now, my only guy I feel a little bit confident about is TJ Yelvin, but that's if uh, Fournette's at play in. So, just keep keep your eye on that one
0: all right well i'm gonna let you go first with this one right here and it's the battle of la we're into the four o'clock games uh, i could say one's hosting the other but they're both in the city of angels nate tell us about the la chargers playing against this tough ass rams defense
1: yeah i mean against a tough rams defense I mean, it's gonna be tough accept anything yeah great from the chargers um but you know they're if you look at their defense right now i, I think the entire defense is in the hospital <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's tough the to, to, to think that they're going to be able to, to stop uh, the Rams' offense uh, very easily, uh, which could lead to a, a positive game script fantasy-wise. Uh, so, from what I'm looking at, I mean, they they, they might need to be on the gas all all game. I mean, obviously, uh, if if you got to be starting Melvin Gordon, if you got to be starting Keenan Allen. Um, but with a matchup like this, I think there's going to be a little precaution to it. You might have to look at. The fact that they're going to take away the, they, the Rams are going to take away the, the lead assets. I'm going to look at the guys who might squeak in some uh, good production here. And I don't think Austin Eckler is too much of a sleeper anymore. I think he gets a good enough production as is. I don't care who it is, but uh, just from a failure standpoint and just not from a focus standpoint from the defense, I like Eckler this week. I like Mike Williams. Um, even the even the, with the, uh, Tyrell Williams getting uh, thrown in there, as well, I, I'm looking at those next tiered-down guys to give you something. So if you're in desperate need of help, look, look at those guys. Look at those guys this week uh, because they're going to be asked to do something all game this week against a really good Rams team. Uh, I think you should tap your expectations for Gordon, for Keenan Allen. Um, they're not going to give you their same amount of production. I don't think they're going to give you duds either. But I'm just, again, looking at the guys who are probably not the main focus on the defense with that trio. So it's going to be tough for the, the Chargers, but I think you'll get something out of them, but not not too much I don't think I get anything
0: great, unfortunately. Well, I, I love your call on Austin Eckler. And believe it or not, I think even if you own Melvin Gordon, maybe you handcuffed, which I'm, you know, in deeper dynasty leagues, which we all play in, uh, it's not uncommon to handcuff or, you know, if, if you can. And I've got Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon in the league, and I can see a scenario where I play both. If you go back to when the Rams and the Raiders played in week one, Jalen Richard had 11 targets and nine receptions that game, and while Melvin Gordon is an amazing pass catcher, can definitely see that. I mean, I think Aqib Tlaib and Marcus Peters give the Williams brothers and Keenan Allen all they can handle, and Antonio Gates is just, he he's terrible at this point. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer, but at this point, he might body someone out for a, for a cheap red zone touchdown, but I'm... I'm not there. And this Chargers Chargers defense, I'm going to kick it to the Rams side. You know, they gave up 20 points to the Bills. Now, some of that was in garbage time, in fairness, to the Chargers. But they had a beating hung on them by the Kansas City Chiefs in week one. So, I I like all your Rams. Obviously, Gurley, Goff. Goff is like a fringe QB one for me this week, right there on on the edge. So, could definitely see where you would be playing him. My boy, Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. Again – not the highest ceiling in the world, but man, a nice safe floor. Uh, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Those are you know one of those guys is going to draw time with Casey Hayward, and I don't I don't love that, so that's why I'm on Cooper Cup, and the tight ends. Tyler Higby caught a touchdown last week, but woohoo! Uh, I think Cooper Cup plays the the tight end role like the Jordan Reed role from McVeigh's time with you know the Redskins, so. Yep, there you go. Playing golf, playing girly, playing cup. And I think you got a potential short situation on your hands with Cook, with Cooks and or Woods depending on who gets to spend more of their afternoon with Casey Hayward. So, let's move on. Let's move on from from a game with some fantasy goodness to a game with probably not a lot of fantasy goodness. And that is Chicago and Arizona. And oofa. I got the I got the Chicago side. I love this Matt Nagy offense, I love what they're doing, I, I love the concepts, I love everything about it, but man, Mitch Trubisky just does not look like the guy. Uh, I heard everybody say, and I, and I fell for it, I fell for the narrative, I drafted Trubisky and the Scott Fishbowl as my QB3, and so far, so bad. I mean, he's not great, but I mean, two QB league, you might not have a better option. Running back, love Jordan Howard. I was dead wrong about this guy and his pass catching. Good for him. I love, absolutely love when anybody takes a deficiency and works on it to the point where they're competent and that's what this guy's done with his pass catching. So I'll definitely play in Jordan Howard this week. Allen Robinson looked so good last week. They moved him in the slot a lot. Uh, Trey Burton looked pretty good there in the, the red zone. Uh, nice little shovel pass from Trubisky. So Uh, Trying to avoid Trubisky if I can. I understand there's going to be two QB and Superflex situations where you have to start him. Definitely playing Jordan Howard. Definitely playing Allen Robinson. And I'm looking for continued development out of Anthony Miller, a personal favorite, but I'm nowhere near ready to start him yet. And Trey Burton, again, tight end position. We say it all the time. It's a dumpster fire. So I'm playing Trey Burton as well. Nate, tell us about these Cardinals and try not to throw up in your mouth while doing it. It's not a lot to love here, and
1: I know that we always talk about starting studs. I think that's – tell me if I'm wrong here, but, I mean, with this Bears defense, uh, to me,
0: there's a possibility. If
1: if I have a better option, if I have a better matchup, then I'm not starting David Johnson this week.
0: I don't think uh, I can – Don't get off your skis. Don't. Get, I'm telling you you're crazy before you even get going. I was listening to Greg Cosell who I absolutely love. If you're not listening to Greg Cosell, when and where you can find him, you are drunk. And he talked about how good David Johnson looks on film and talked about how bad Bradford and the offensive line look. So I get why you would say that, Nate, but I'm going to disagree early and let you get back to it.
1: I'm not not saying starting him. I'm just saying – don't start him. I'm just saying when when you say no matter what the situation, you start your studs. Well, this is a situation where I'm like, I have to think about it. If I have a better option. There's a possibility where I don't. Now when you look at David Johnson, uh and you sit on your in your starting lineup, tell me one guy who maybe maybe made that decision to, okay, I want to take him out and put him on the bench and it comes Saturday uh, night or even Sunday morning at like nine AM and you no no, no 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 you pop him right back in there. And then he probably put gonna give you another Lackluster week, not for lack of trying, not for lack of talent. This team is just a complete disarray uh, on every aspect of the team. Now, when I'm looking at it, I definitely don't think I could say outside David Johnson, sure, start him, go for it, but I'm thinking about it or looking what I have. But outside that one, I, the only thing I can think of right now is like maybe get that, maybe prep your Rosen shares here because this game could get out of hand early. Uh, we could start seeing Bradford getting taken out, a la uh, Tyra Taylor did last night, and then uh, uh, maybe get a, a little bit something going with Rosen. You can't start Rosen, but this is more about looking about into the future. There's nothing you can look at this this team this week and be like, okay, they're going to do something against this Bears defense because they've done nothing all year, uh, and there's not a lot of love here. So just if if you can avoid it and do it, uh, if not, um, maybe get a Christian Kirk in there. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, Larry Fitzgerald is he is he hurt? Is he playing or not? I'm not hundred percent sure. Larry Fitz is he, gonna
0: play. You, you you know you can't stop Larry Fitzgerald. You can only hope to contain him. Uh, he is a tough man. He would have went back in, but the the head coach he said on he gave that uh, hand. He, he said hand. he said he had to protect Larry from Larry. You know they were down in that game; they weren't coming Correct. back, and uh, he wasn't gonna let Larry get hurt. But before we go to the next three games, because I want to get to some buy, sell, hold, because we're running running a little long. Uh, official just named Jaijai out for for Sunday against the Colts. So give me all the Corey Clement. Let's uh, let's talk about Seattle and Dallas, and these are two offenses that are, uh, that, are that are scuffling. I, I like what I saw with Dallas's defense on Sunday. I am nervous. For you know Russell Wilson, uh, a perennial top five QB at the position, I'm still playing him. He's still Russell Wilson. You don't have a better option. Even if you got Pat Mahomes, maybe in a one QB league. Maybe, maybe. But here's the thing. It, it, you, you have to deal with that situation. In Dynasty, you know, it might be time to move one. If you're sitting on three really good quarterbacks in a one QB league and you can move one of these guys – you know, because that's a situation that, that that you can face if you draft well in your rookie draft. But I'm playing Russell Wilson. I'm not playing either one of the running backs, Penny or Rashard. Um, I'm sorry, Richard Penny or Chris Carson. They they just cannibalize each other and they won't commit to either. And I don't care who they pick, but just pick one and, and roll with it. But so uh, until there's more clarity there for me, I'm I'm going to pass on the running backs. Love my man Tyler Lockett, Steady Eddie. I'd like him to see. You know, him get some more volume. He's done good with what he's got. He's averaging about four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown a game, which is great, but touchdowns are way too unpredictable. So if he ever got any real volume, it would be nice to see what this guy could do. But uh, and then the tight end, is it Will Disley? Is it Nick Vanette? I don't care. I'm not playing either. So starting Russ, avoiding the running backs, definitely rolling my man Tyler Lockett. Kind of meh. On Brandon Marshall and Faden, the tight ends. Nate, quickly to the Dallas Cowboys because because I can already save you time. You have nothing to say about the wide receivers. Four tight ends.
1: <laughs> pretty but pretty much. I mean, yeah, you start the egg period in in, uh, in any format. You, you, you probably have to start back in Superplex uh and even in, in some one quarterback situations but i actually think the seahawks win this game i'm looking at the, the dallas defense uh i i don't think they're the same as the chicago defense that the that, uh, the seahawks already faced and they they really struggled with this so i think uh and i also think that uh easily russell Wilson's a better quarterback than eli manning uh who the dallas cowboys has faced so i think um i think we're gonna see a little bit better of a seahawks team that they have last week um so uh just looking at this one, I think I tempered Zeke expectations. I think he'll have a decent game, but not a, a standard Zeke game. Uh, that's going to have a, 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 a mess You know, I think there's not a lot of talent left on the Seahawks. Defense, but there's a lot of pride left. Uh, so if I had to pull a sleeper out, let's, let's see what we can get like, out of Um But outside of that one, you're, you're only an option here, Zeke. And that's just like a low hanging fruit there because you're not going to have down.
0: Yeah, that, that was real similar to the uh... – when I was talking about Tennessee, you could have just said Zeke. And that's it. And moved on. But we're going to move on because so we got two more. Because when I got Nate on the, on the horn, I want to talk about buys and sells and holds because Nate is a trade aficionado. So, New England and Detroit. I do drew the Detroit side. I'm playing Matt Stafford. Uh, he's a QB1 for me this week. I, I think he has a good game. Blake Bortles just had a fantastic game against this New England defense. I think that Matt Patricia... Playing against his mentor, I think he'll know a little bit more. I don't think that they'll win the game, but I think he'll know how to move the ball, and you know he'll have been able to share some of that with the Jim Bob Cooter. So definitely playing him. I'm not playing the running backs. I'm not playing Carryon. Not playing Garrett Blunt, Not playing Amir Abdullah. They're not even playing Amir Abdullah. I could see Theo Riddick. Again, the way the landscape of the NFL has changed, this PPR back and the PPR. You know, running back, doing so well catching passes. I could see playing Theo Reddick if you were in an injury jam or uh, you were in a spot or playing in a real deep league. I think Theo Reddick could be okay. Uh, the wide receivers, I'm starting all of them. The tight ends, I'm starting none of them. But I'll go back to the wide receivers real quick. I play them in this order, especially in PPR or half-point PPR. I say it's Tate, Galladay, Jones. In standard, it's Jones, Galladay, Tate. And, and I just, you know, Tate and Tate's Tate. He's going to get that PPR role. He's going to be that underneath guy. Not a huge ceiling, real safe floor. So there's the Detroit Lions. Uh, Nate, give us the New England Patriots, and then we're going to talk about your favorite team.
1: Yeah, this is, this is real easy. I mean, uh, the, the, the good thing about uh, Bill Belichick when it comes to uh, helping your fantasy team is that that guy never lets off the gas. So he'll be up 40 nothing and still pass the ball. So uh, looking at this, this Lions team, I think there's a good potential for that to happen. So, you know, Tom Brady's an automatic start. Gronk's an automatic start. Uh, I think we're going to see a um, you know a little bit more out of Sony Michelle this week with a banged up uh, running back court out there. James White's ready to get some more production, uh, and Chris Hogan as well is a good wide receiver three flex play. I don't think there's anybody on this
0: New England team right now who I'd be afraid to start. That's a real easy one. You, you buried the lead. What about your uh, your newly acquired from me in the world famous Goat District League? Uh, what about your newly acquired Josh Gordon?
1: Well, uh, I'm not. I don't think. I, I think he might get action here. I think it's a good time just to, to ease him into it, simply because of the matchup here. I don't think he's start worthy right now, just just because it's too risky. Uh, but you know, honestly, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he pops in there and gets you 50
0: yards and a touchdown, um,
1: just because of the matchup.
0: If but you, I can't start him this week. I if you wanted to move a Josh Gordon share, you may have your shot this week. Although I think when he's on the field for the the plays that he gets. On the field for I think he'll see Darius Slay who looks like he'll play he's been in and out of the concussion protocol so uh, be interesting to see I'm glad it's on Sunday night because I'll actually be able to sit down and relax and enjoy this game But the last game Monday night football Tampa Bay Nate's Nate is a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan who lives in LA for whatever reason and uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, Man, I, 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 I drew the Pittsburgh Steelers side. I mean, I keep getting some of these either easy ones. It's either all or nothing. This is all of them. I'm playing Ben. I'm playing Connor. I'm playing Juju. I'm playing A.B. I'm even playing the tight end, Jesse James. I, I don't think Vance McDonald's either right or a factor at this point. So this one's pretty easy for me. This one or the San Francisco-Kansas City Chiefs game is going to be by far – by far the highest scoring game of the week. So pretty simple, start them all. Nate, who are you, I'll I'll even make it easier for you before we get into some uh, buy-sell hold. Uh, Who are you not starting for Tampa Bay? Right now, I'm not starting uh, Peyton Barber. I will, I, I will if I
1: have to. But I'm not going to start him. There, there's this, there's no need to start anybody uh, from this running game right now. Uh, he he's he's been a great in pass protection, but that doesn't score any fantasy points. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm a huge fan of his, but he's only got like I think only he's had like two targets. and get no catches as far. Cam Brady is a guy you do not touch right now, especially with the way that OJ is playing. Speaking of tight end, I don't think there's a tight end. I um, will like I just said, you can't start right. But I was supposed to say you can't, there's no tight end in here; it won't be successful. The guys are, you have to look at the tight ends being productive on both teams right now. But these teams cannot cover tight ends. OJ is probably gonna have a big day. Start him a hundred percent this week.
0: Well, well, there you go. That's Nate and, I, Nate and I taking you around the horn for all 15 of the non-Thursday night games. We'll be covering the Baker news on the Wednesday episode of the Dynasty War Zone. But like I said, Nate. Nate's a Nate's a businessman. He's out there moving and hustling in the dynasty world. So Nate, I'm going to hit you with about six names, and we're going to talk about buy, sell, hold real quick. Deshaun Watson in any four bat, one QB, two QB, super flex, you name it. Deshaun Watson, buy, sell, hold. All formats, he's a hold. He's, he 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 hasn't played great.
1: He hasn't played terribly. I think his 2016 is going to keep his value at a perceived higher. Uh, rate than his current 2018 production is providing. So you can't overpay for him right now. Um, but, uh, you know, he also has several games coming up that, uh, have you know, somewhat tasty matchups, but in, the, in, in plenty where they should be throwing most of the game. So with him, I got to be patient. I, I can't overpay for him, but I'm definitely not going to undersell him right now. Um, he's a young quarterback with one of the best receivers in the game uh, with very, now see little help in the running game, but this is this, I, I, I can't sell him
0: right now. No, he's a hold. Well, I'm going to cheat because I'm the host, but I can do that. What the hell? Uh, I'm calling him a hold waiting to sell. I'm waiting for him to have that first Deshaun Watson-esque game, and I'm going to try to move him. I'm going to say, see, he's back. He, you know, he's the guy from last year, and I'm going to you know, go out and try to get a more steady option. Maybe I can get Matt Stafford plus, or maybe I can get Jimmy Garoppolo plus for Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is a classic case of what happens – when defensive coordinators get a chance to review your tape for an entire off-season. I'm not saying that he won't be good. I'm not saying that he won't have moments of greatness. But we saw this with RG3. And I think at some point it's going to happen with the next guy we're going to talk about is that when these defensive coordinators, they get a little bit of tape on you, then we're going to find out. Are you truly special? Are you truly elite? Are you truly in the Rodgers, Breeze, Brady, Peyton Manning when he was still around class? Or are you just a nice quarterback in the NFL? And we're going to find that out real quick. But uh, So he, for me, he's a, a hold looking to sell for something a little bit more stable to add to my portfolio. The next guy, bum, 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 Patrick Mahomes. Nate, you buying, selling, or holding? Mahomes, I'm sorry to say I'm selling because
1: I don't know how, long, how much higher this guy's value is going to get. Uh, at this point i mean yeah it'd be great to see a six touchdown week every week but i don't think that's realistic um and uh, to to me quarterbacks are kind of a devalued position um but uh, again again six touchdowns uh if it was something that we could say that if he, if he, if he was going to give me three touchdowns a week which is more realistic okay sure yeah i mean i'd be like oh that's that's a whole situation for me uh and the buy but right now if if this isn't Superflex, you, you, you're going to be paying out the ass to try and get him. So I, I can't say he's a buy for me. Um, I, I would say I would I would like to dangle him. I don't know if I'm just going to sell him to the, the first thing that comes along with a decent wide receiver or, or anything. I'm going to dangle him to see uh, what the market will give me. Um, but uh, just to, to keep it simple, yeah, you just sell. You, you want to sell at the highest point you can. Um, and it, it's only been two weeks, but it, it definitely feels like it's the highest point for him it's just because of the position itself um it's a great offense he's gonna do well but uh, I, I want to see what i can get for him so i'm gonna put his name on the trade block and see what the see what the league is gonna you know what limb they're gonna cut off to pay uh price to acquire him uh it's it, it could be a juicy uh a juicy haul for you if you can get something decent for him especially in superplex. Uh, i I,
0: could, I i agree 100 percent I'm, I'm selling i'm selling as, as fast as i can I heard on another podcast, and I, I refuse to drop anybody in the grease and, and say which one, but they called him like the number two quarterback in a dynasty startup right now. And I about wrecked my car, legit. I'm like, you have got to be effing kidding me! I must, I, even this is, even though this is the new fantasy red zone, we're still gonna, you know, keep the f bombs in our pocket. Uh, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are you kidding me? I, if I can get that kind of return again, I, I will gladly take the two game sample size. Awesome. He's had ten touchdowns in two games. If I can get something stable, something with a, with a proven track record, a proven sample size, I'm selling because I know I can get that plus. And to Nate's point, I don't know that this stock's ever going to be hotter. I'm I'm selling the next one, Aaron Jones, returning to the Green Bay Packers, a year two running back. Nate, you buying, selling, or holding?
1: I'm selling to Aaron Jones right now, just because it's a, it's a, it's a uh issue with me i i I think he's the best running back on this roster uh i just don't think mccarthy sees that so the problem with me is i'm looking at uh, jamal williams and time on they aren't doing anything spectacular right now and if you follow anything related to fantasy twitter you see plenty of people already celebrating his return you know it's aaron jones time so the the market is there for him the production probably won't be uh, what you need to get uh, from him, I think. He, I think you'll get more back in value than you would in actual weekly production. There's nothing wrong with owning him. Um, so if you want to hold on to him, if you desperately need a running back, obviously you're not going to sell him. But for me, if you if can afford it, sell him because people are people are buying for him right now. And this is a committee system that they're still going to use timeline heavily. Um, you know, Jamal Williams is their pass protection pro right now, and Aaron Jones is just going to be the guy who gets his 10 carries. So uh, I I I think your
0: window to sell him is right now. Well, I am calling him a buy that I'm looking to sell. It's like flipping a house. He's a he's a he's a rundown house in a great neighborhood. He is on a great offense. He could have some great games. So I'm looking to buy him low. I'm waiting for him to have some good games, and I, I'm looking to move him on down the line. The same podcast I was referring to called this guy worth a first round pick, and again. Uh, at this point, I was more prepared for it. I was not going to wreck my car, but I was like, "I, I have Aaron Jones in a league you and I are in together. And if someone come knocking with a first round pick, I'm a selling, because to your point, it's a committee there in Green Bay. I'm out. Mark Ingram is the next man on the list, Nate. Are you buying, selling, or holding Mark Ingram?
1: This is a buy that is price dependent. I-, I-, I know guys who have sat in for three weeks right now. So they're going to be reluctant to move him at this point in the season just knowing that, you know, like, oh, God, I, I've waited this long. I, 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 I obviously could probably have a need for running back if this, if this caliber guy, which I probably didn't get early, but I still had to draft him or trade for him um, earlier or higher at a price that I'd like just to get him on my roster. So I don't think guys are going to be selling him cheap right now, but every day that you wait to buy him, his price is going up. So, I, I'm looking to see what guys are um, selling him for. I'm looking at guys who are so running back starved now that they'll probably move him instead of waiting two weeks to get him into the starting lineups. Um, but there's guys who are looking for a first round plus. I'm not going to say he's not worth that, but I don't know if that's just a hey, hey, I'm going to go trade for him. It's not the guy price that I'm, I want to do. So, see what's out there. He's a, he's a buy with a, you know, asterisk there dependent upon, dependent upon reasonable
0: price. Uh, for me, it's a situational. He's a situational buy if you're contending in a situational sell, if you're in the middle of the pack or rebuilding. This new Orleans rushing game has not looked very good. This is a team that's tradi- traditionally one of the best rushing teams in all of the league. And this year so far, they are not. And Mike Gillisley and the, uh, clown car of clowns that they have brought in to try to create a running game in his absence aren't going to do it. If you're looking for, I think he's safe. I think if you're a contender and you're worried about Lev Bell or David Johnson, and you've got like a really good roster outside of that, he's a great buy. Um, I'm looking to, to, to purchase him. And then, uh, so I don't think it'll take long before his prices will go back up. So uh next one this is a guy who had a lot of twitter buzz last year and i think he still does to a degree and that's Corey davis Nate, yeah what are do you davis. doing with, with, with cd oh
1: man i i i want i want to buy him um i'm 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 not selling him. i'm gonna say he's a buy and a hold if you, if you, if you own him you're holding him if you, if you don't have him buy him um, because his, his value is so, I can't, I can't sell him at his current value. Basically, uh, it's not, it hasn't been a good run this far for the Titans offense as a whole. I mean, it, not like Mar- Mariota is is blowing up this, in the the stab or statistically when he is playing uh, every every week, but you're definitely not going to get that out of playing Gabbert, and there's not a lot of good matchups down the road. So I'm maybe looking at this one as a maybe buy next week or the week after that just so you don't have to like, give up certain players now but right now if i'm owning him i'm holding him because you'd be selling him way lower than uh the market value um with the target share for him is enough to give me the discipline to not trade him i mean i, I if, if you want to put it out there uh, there's, there's never a guy on my rosters, I, I will say isn't on the trade block. I will say, "Hey, what, what do you want for him?" I'm always going to look at the offers here. So I will, I will always say that, especially with a guy like Roy Davis. But for me, I'm not going to, I'm not going to undersell him just to get rid of him and get a new body in there. Uh, I got to wait till his his price goes back up. And with this talent, I have to believe that it, it's it's capable of doing so. So hold him if you own him. Look to see what his price is because his value is down.
0: I, I want to ask you this, Nate. I want I want to ask you a little a little question because. Uh, you're, you're a good sport. What, what about Corey Davis have you seen outside of the one playoff game uh, against New England last year? What, what has he done to – because, I mean, you start looking at this guy and, you know, I'm looking at his stats this year. Five for 55, six for 62, and, and then you go back to, to last year and, and the same thing. I mean, he had a couple of nice games here or there. He had a nine for 91 against the rams but i'm sorry six for 91 against the rams but i i've seen nothing i've seen nothing that i mean again that that playoff game against new england where he had five for 63 and two touchdowns but what are we hanging our hat on here i'm selling i'm selling i'm selling because people are still paying and i don't think it's his fault but i don't care and and i'm gonna leave you with this before i ask you the last guy because we are getting up against it from a time perspective what has Corey Davis done in his career that makes us think he's any better than Devontae Parker at this point in his career? Never had a hundred-yard game. Uh, One. Well, I, I, as far as Devontae Parker goes, how, how
1: many how many years did people give him before they actually let him go? Yeah, you know, I think he's a better prospect than Devontae Parker is, and right now, I you agree only that. I mean, how many games has he actually started? Is why I'm saying you can still hold on to him and and hope that you're going to get what you think was uh, able to do. He just hasn't had the help around him, and he's getting decent targets. So those are the only things I'm looking at that make me want to hold. And I definitely think that people have invested too much into him uh, to sell him at maybe like a, like a third of what they've already invested into him. It, maybe that's generous. I'm not sure. So it, 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 it's, it's a little early, but I agree with you. This, there's not a lot to like moving forward. Just looking at, it, at the projection of this team, that even with Mariota at, at quarterback, it's really tough
0: to expect anything positive. Never more than six receptions in a game. Never had a hundred yards in an NFL game. At least not in the regular season. Maybe in the preseason. Uh, definitely not in the postseason because I'm looking right at, his, right at his card. He went the entire regular season last year without a touchdown. And he had two touchdowns in the playoffs last year. I don't get it. His name still has name cachet. Now's the time yep. if you want to get out from under Corey Davis Doing And the last one is a Nate personal favorite. George Kittle. Let's talk about George Kittle. Nate, you buy and sell and or hold Buy. Buy. Buy, 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 buy,
1: buy, buy, buy. Uh, buy. <laughs> I don't know to A million more times, buy. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, you have to pay up a little bit for him. Uh, the guy, he leads the San Francisco 49ers in targets. I think there's a lot of negative uh, – um, You know, outlooks for a guy for a guy that position in the Shanahan offense, but right now he's the guy who's who is the offense outside of the running game. Um, So, like I said, he leads the 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 team in targets so far, and there's enough talent around him to keep the attention away. Uh, You know, in the Garcon, I I think Pendous is going to get a lot better. Uh, This this is also a team that, that distributes the ball around a lot, so he's easily Garoppolo's number one target. And from from his perspective, I don't think you have to invest too much to get him. Um, but uh, if you're looking for, he, he's not a schemable guy. He's a weekly starting tight end, and there's very few of those uh, guys of that position that I can say that about. And, it, and this is only his second year, so he can buy for me. Get him now before he starts getting into the next echelon of, of value. Um, I, I don't want to compare him to anybody, but his, I think his stock's going to continue to go up. So now's the time to buy.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to call him a hold, because I think somewhere between his amazing week one and his. Not so amazing week two is where the truth lies. So I want to see some more. If I've got George Kittle, I'm not moving him unless I'm blown away by the offer. I'm not, you know, even if I've got good tight ends. I mean, I had to throw him in a package in a trade I made to you, you son of a. But uh, you know, I had Jordan Reed, Kyle Rudolph, Mike Gesicki, who I think will continue to develop. You know, maybe in year two himself. So for me, he's a hold. And listen, Nate, I, I want to get this thing wrapped up. or running just a hair long, but I thank you very much for jumping on at the last minute via the telephone, uh, being a pal. And I will not tell anybody what time we recorded this, as I want my good friend Nate to stay employed. But you can find him every week uh, on the GOAT District, when he's not traveling or in Croatia, wherever the hell Nate travels to these days, uh, at the Dynasty Dog with two Gs. Nate, what do you got for these people before I send you home? Uh. Take uh, lots of uh, sleeping medication when you travel abroad,
1: and you're going to have to get <laughs> the jet lag somehow because I'm, I'm still in space. But uh, I, I was lucky to come back and talk with you guys still and get some football back in my brain. My adrenaline's up. But uh, there's not a whole lot to add. I think we covered a lot of uh, a lot of this month today, and as you've always been able to do on your podcast. I just wanted to say thank you for having me on again. I'm always available anytime you need me to talk in good football. Uh, this is the place to go. Um, so, yeah, thanks again for having me, and I'm looking forward to the next time you have me on.
0: Well, I appreciate you, Nate. Uh, Thank you for making time. Uh, And I will see you guys next week. Again, if you need Nate in a trade, tag him at Dynasty Dog. He replies to all of them. He's, He's really good about that. So on behalf of Nate, I am Memphis, at DFF Memphis. And the show is at Fantasy underscore Red Zone. And we'll see you guys next week. It'll be the last week where you'll find the show on both podcast feeds. But more about that later. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll check you out next time.